Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Ben Lomas, and with me on the other side of the country is Daryl Jasinger. That's true. We got an East Coast and West Coast vibe going. What's East Coast and the West and girls. Um, hi, West everybody. Hi, Benjamin. Girls, do, 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 do. Oh, you're singing <laughs> E17. Well, is it? Sorry. I've been listening uh, to uh, like just because I'm doing the five uh, the um, couch to five k and I'm halfway through it. That uh, I was trying to find uh, music to dance to like early in the mornings or to run to, not dance to. That'd be weird in the middle. Well, of the morning. yeah, um, I was gonna say what what sort of run dance thing are you doing yeah. at the moment? I'm, just, it, so, I'm ca- just so happy. Yeah, it's called ca- couch. <laughs> it's called couch to dancing with the stars. It's good. It's called couch to capoeira. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Better. Um, no, but then I've started listening to, uh, you know, just uh, you know, like playlists of the best of the '90s, and then E17 came on. I was like, oh, hello, I remember so when this good. came out. Yeah. So good. Yeah, good. It's got a good beat song. to it. Jet, uh, uh, stay another day, baby. If yeah. You got to go away. Well, but also, isn't that is? It, but like, it's so funny because it makes me realize how like different songs they have. E17, like, like that's so different to to Steam um, or you know. Yeah. Let it rain, love. Let it rain, love. (laughs) Yeah, that's the vibe of a boy band, man. Think about like um, uh, what you call it. I never saw them as a boy band. I always just saw them as like, you know, like. You don't see gender. Good on you, man. You were pretty woke back then. Well done. I, I am. I am woke. I live in Brunswick. I'm allowed to say I'm woke. <laughs> you're not allowed to say you're woke just because you live in Brunswick. It's not. It's not <laughs> woke. Wokeness is not a suburb. <laughs> it's a postcode. It's a postcode. Where do you live? Three o five seven woke. Three woke five seven. Hey, uh, so yes, E seventeen is fun, but we can't talk about E seventeen. Actually, it does lead me into what I want to tell you about, and I do want to dissect five cost of five k as well. Uh, I thought we'll pick it up where we left off last week's episode when we did a one-on-one and um, we talked about going to jail. Uh, but I said at the last minute, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, I forgot to tell you like the main thing that I wanted to tell you last week, uh, which is that after what I believe is roughly about two and a bit, two and a half years, maybe, basically since June 2019, mm-hmm. for the first time since June 2019, I am planning to land in Colombo, Sri Lanka in December. Huge, huge oh news. Oh my God. Honestly, I, I I, don't think I can quite describe what this means to me. I, like I, I it's, can, it is so. Have you ever have you ever been before? <laughs> <laughs> With the, that almost almost could have worked if not for the fact that I couched it by saying I was there in June two thousand and nineteen. Um, yeah, I just uh, it's it's really weird. Ben. so basically, what happened is last week uh, on like the Tuesday or whatever, I was talking to mom and dad, and dad's like, "Oh, any any updates about Sri Lanka?" And the issue had been that there were no proper flights yeah, I, kept, I kept asking you yeah there were no proper flights which were like you know it was a by the uh, it was i like uh it was either planes in sri lanka <laughs> can you not read my vulnerability in my tone no no so what was the issue ben it was that most of the sri lankan airline, oh, well, all the sri lankan airline clients were operating as cargo planes basically taking goods once a week there to you know australia and back and um 
in terms of passengers, there was only like six seats or something that they were allocating and they were all but business like diplomats class. and stuff. And like... I think so. Well, yeah, just anyone who can afford it, basically. So it was close to like eight grand a flight or something like that. And yeah. um, and then uh, what happened is all the alternative was to once the borders open, the alternative was to fly via fucking Dubai. So I'd have to go from Melbourne all the way past Sri Lanka to Dubai to the Middle East and then back into Sri Lanka. So it was like yeah, this yeah, yeah, 40 yeah. hour flight and also expensive. And then suddenly I spoke to Dow, just sort of looked up and I went, hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. We might be on here. And then called my uh, travel agent because I think um, for stuff like this, especially like uh, I might be one of the few people still using a travel agent. But um, <laughs> I know we talked about this, mm. that you actually still use a travel agent. Mm. And well, then. You know, I think for me, put it this way, Ben, I'm a busy man. I got, uh, you know, uh, totally. I, got, I got master feeds. I've got faces to make smile, you know? So, well, you know, and when you're busy, you'd be someone, not that you're in the game, but you'd be someone who, who would who would employ like uh, like a buyer's advocate because you wouldn't have time to look at houses. You're sort of in that 100%, area. You, 100%. Yeah. I, I, uh, I've said this on my other podcast, Matt Stacks, uh, about money, where for me, Money, uh, I, I've decided to, rather than call it money, call it um, P-O-M credits, POM credits, yeah. which is yeah. peace of mind. Yeah. So I, I like feel it. like money is is basically a chance for me to buy peace of mind. Uh, so, um, and that way it makes me choose projects that actually give me more peace of mind than take it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Sometimes, yeah, you think, yeah, yeah. sometimes you're like, oh, the money is really good. But I'm like, yeah, but I'm fucking stressed. Are you typing as we're going? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just making sure the recording's fine. Because <laughs> I can see you like, I feel like I was talking to my travel agent who's booking. My <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now the flights I have ready. Um, okay. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, so yeah. So um so yeah, so peace of mind credits. Uh, well, how did we get there? It was about money. Oh yeah, so I would yeah. absolutely use a travel agent purely because, um, especially these days, Benjamin, because there is some certain specific rules around where you're flying, what the rules are, and it's just might as well give it to the experts who know that rather than you trying to save, I don't know, a hundred bucks, 50 bucks, trying to like do all that research. You know what I mean? So I'm like, nah, you, you tell me. Because the issue with Singapore, so via Singapore was that I think Australians were allowed into Singapore, but not Sri Lankans. So I could go to, <laughs> I could go via Singapore and then to Colombo. But then the return, I think I had to quarantine. I, I, the way I was reading it was that I had to quarantine for two weeks. I'm like, fuck that. So yeah, anyway, fuck that. Turns out, she, uh, you've done enough of that. Turns out the Singapore Airlines website wasn't updated to include Sri Lanka, but yeah, it was okay. officially declared fine. So either way, via Singapore, I fly uh, in December. December 20th, I think I land in Colombo or December 19th night. And mate, you more than most people in my life would probably have an appreciation of how painful my um, inability to see my family has been for me. I think Huge. we've talked about it on the podcast uh, many a time, but also in personal, I think I've opened up even more about how, uh, how challenging it is to sort of, you know, be lucky enough to be in a position to see them so often, even though I live overseas, like it was about three times a year that I used to be able to see them to go to nothing. And yeah. what it has done for my, you know, sense of being my, I like questioning everything. Like, why am I in Australia? What do I, what, what's the, like, it made me feel guilty that I'm staying in Australia. The struggle has been really internally difficult because it felt like if I were to go and visit them, 
that my chances of coming back to Australia over the last two years was in doubt, uh, at least for a long time. And yeah. then the fact that I chose to stay made me feel guilty that I'm like, oh my God, I clearly don't love my parents enough that I am willing to stay in Melbourne just so I can do, um, you know, uh, Hooper's comedy. <laughs> an open mic. <laughs> you know, it's a good room. It's a good room. It's a great room. room. <laughs> it's a great room. But at my point being like, you know, it, it was really challenging to sort of have to face those things about you and have to talk to my therapist about it. And ultimately what we realized is, yes, you know, you know, seeing your family is a big thing for me. It's a chunky thing. Uh, and whereas, you know, in Australia, it might seem like small things, but those small things add up to big things. So, this, you know, my, mm. my, my personal, like, I love Australia, my personal freedoms, my um, financial uh, security, my, you know, way of being in terms of comedy and how much that means to me, all of that is here. So it's not fair yeah. to weigh one to one, like, as in, you know, it's, 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 it, it was a heavy question and, you know, it was, everything's up in the air uh, the whole time. And, you know. And the time adds up. Like, like I, I've just noticed with a lot of people, it's like, you know, what, you know, a year goes past, then 18 months, and then 18 months, and then it costs us two years. Like, I'm, you know, I've got a lot of friends, including yourself, who've all ha- had a real spring in their step now because they know they're going to go see their fam. Mate, it is it is unbelievable. But also at the same time, this is what I guess, you know, um, I'm going to use the word, uh, but also aware that it might not necessarily be uh, fair to uh, people who do use it more justifiably, I guess, but I'm going to use the word trauma. Because there is a trauma that has hap- that we're all gone through over the last two years with the pandemic and varying yeah. degrees of, you know, varying degrees, yeah, yeah, like, and, but that's not to dismiss uh, the struggle that everyone had along the way, but there has been traumatic experiences that we can all agree we wouldn't have had, had the pandemic not happened. You know what I mean? There's yeah. like pandemic specific trauma. And each of us have had, like, for example, with you, it's, it's, it's you know, the space at home, the, the you know, uh, the children being not being able hospital. to go, being, well, was that pandemic specific? I guess it is, yeah. If not for the pandemic, it might have been yeah. smoother. And yeah. yeah, having, so all of that, exactly. And so, uh, so I'll use the word trauma, but yeah, there's certain things that has happened off the back of the trauma of these last two years that I still am um, resisting over-celebrating the fact that I booked these flights. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know whether you've you've had this thing where we've had so many times where our hopes got went up and then got smashed and went up again and got smashed. Um, I'm like, okay, cool. I booked it. Now, I'm positing the idea, Benjamin, that perhaps that might not be a bad thing. Perhaps it might not be a bad thing to be able to curb your uh, enthusiasm, curb your expect, uh, excitement until you're actually there. And not in a pessimistic way, not like a pessimistic thing. Oh, look, I don't know. It's all shit. Oh, everything's it's going to go bad. It's like, no, no, no. It's going to be fine, but I'm not going to get overly excited until it happens. Instead, what I've chosen. Is that your default now? I find like that's my default. That's now. what I mean. Yeah. It's sort of really an awareness because I always thought it's like, oh, okay, that's just with work stuff. But then I realized even with this meeting of my family, like I'm not willing to completely like, bask in the enjoyment of being with them until i'm actually there uh you know whereas like whereas i would say prior to the pandemic i'd be able to kind of like you know forward project that feeling or rather reverse engineer that feeling to feeling good already and and so initially i was like oh how sad that this has you know made me a little bit more um stoic i guess or whatever but then i'm like well might not be the bad thing because it's not like I'm saying, oh, I booked the ticket, but I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not saying that. I'm like, oh, yeah, it should happen. It should be good. But I'm just going to be even keeled about it. And I think doing that plus 
instead of like worrying about it, enjoying what is there has been really beneficial for me. So for take, yeah, yeah, for example, say flying into WA was, uh, uh, you know, looks like it was going to get possible, be possible after I'd say finish the two weeks of quarantine in Adelaide. And then was like, all right, well, I got two days in Adelaide and then I'm going to fly to WA. Uh, but I wasn't getting excited about WA, WA until I landed and exited the gates. But what I did instead was like, okay, well, that hopefully will happen. Uh, but in the meantime, I'm going to enjoy the fact that I, the fact that I'm in Adelaide. I'm going to go for a run with Mickey D. I'm going to do some gigs and actually genuinely enjoy what's in the present. And I never read it. I listened to like a summary of it, but I think that's what Eckhart Tolle from Power of Now is yes. on about, right? Did you ever read that's, that? Uh, that's his. Uh, yeah, that was the first one. That's that was the book I bought after the wedding at the airport in Queenstown. It was my first like book that I bought. Like I was like, oh, here we go. Like. Like you know, I'd read it and I was like, "Oh God, I need to do something." And I bought I, that. I, I, and would have, I would, I would, I would urge you to describe to uh, any new listeners who might not know what you mean by wedding in Queenstown. Oh, there, so the 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 thing uh, I think it was a I mentioned on a pod before, but the thing that triggered me to quit try to attempt yep. to quit drinking for the year was uh, one of my best mates' wedding. Uh, it was in uh, New Zealand yep. in uh, Wanaka, and I no, did uh, you win a car? Wow, that's no. awesome, man! What what model was it? Yeah, if it, it was, uh, oh, damn it, I've got no other New Zealand references. <laughs> um, except in saying that, I do remember flying into New Zealand, and there were a lot of Aussies on the plane who were going to the wedding, and other Aussies just going da 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 uh, da. da. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is so bad, but so good at the uh, same time. <laughs> we are sometimes the worst. Let's be honest. Oh, we are absolutely. Sometimes. I love and, us. I love. I'm I mean, I, 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 yeah, I really do. But, but so that was the wedding where I just, uh, I, uh, I got really, I got super drunk. Uh, no kids, no partner. We're staying in a big, beautiful house with all the other people born at this point, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Two kids, um, and uh, and then yeah, and then that's I just uh, got super drunk. Uh, yeah, I think I think you know drank three bottles of rosé. I think I think it was something like that, and then uh, blacked out for a little bit. Was firing on all cylinders, and pretty much had to apologise yeah. uh, the next. But day. that was the but, inciting incident that caused you it, to stay sober to today. And so on yeah, the way back, that, you saw power of now. Power of now, and the one bit is I was reading it, and the one that's, that bit it was just like um, you know, like I, I love it. It's also about being present and being in the now, but also just you know showing how how not insignificant, but how small you are in in the universe, which I always kind of like really. And there was a couple of exercises to picture where you are, and the one I was like I was on a plane reading it, and then he talks about. Picture yourself in a plane. Oh yeah, I remember <laughs> and, you in that plane, and then picture the, the plane not around you. Yeah, it's just you sitting in it. And I remember like that was I was like, whoa, I can actually, I'm doing that right now. Mm. Like it was just really weird. And I remember like, and then reading it. And look, to be honest, of all the books, it's a hard one to read. It's quite dense mm. that one. Like, um, but it's actually a really good one because I feel like the style of writing in that particular book, especially because you know it really talks about um, you know being present, how you sit in the universe. It, this, I'm sure there's a lot of books out there, but I haven't come anything close to it. You know, like a lot of other, you know, self-help books touch on those themes but with him. Uh, and because the book's so old, um, yeah, I remember reading it going, yeah, wow. And I think from that um, sort of, you know, started on me on the trajectory of trying a couple of other uh, of those kind of books. 
So that was the first self-help book before you. No, I'm trying to remember whether it was that one or Marie Kondo. I can't. Which, I can't remember which one came first. Mm -hmm. Well, Marie Kondo, yeah. you, you know, is your top one of all time. Yeah, the most always, yeah, well, a... at least the most uh, impactful one on your life. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and yeah. um. So yeah, I think it's maybe you know it, maybe it's not a bad thing that's come off the back of the 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 shit storm that was the pandemic to be able to go. All right, we know that life is truly unpredictable and uncertain. Like we always knew it, but the pandemic made it very real like so many give, things give, that we I'll were entitled to that like in terms of flying back to sri lanka was yeah. taken away yeah. well i'll give an example like this morning like i, I can give a real life example that this morning uh, i dropped my daughter off at school and there are all these parents because we can't go into the school yet and all our parents you know all the parents were just talking about how you know a lot of people are in melbourne getting covid uh, quite a few schools are shutting down and you know in our heads we're just like well it's just a matter of time before a kid gets an hour school, then our school shuts down for however, however long and, and whoever gets associated with it. But it's so funny because at that time we're like, well, thank God they've got today. And like a lot of parents are thinking about that because we've, we've been, you know, our kids wow. haven't been able to have the education they want. They were like, how good is it that they got, you know, my daughter didn't have a full week, but, you know, it's another story, but that there was a full week of school mm. and that kids could attend. And, you know, next week's another week. There's only five weeks left to term, but hopefully they get as many as you can. But we're all expecting, we don't know when that's going to happen, we don't know how it's going to happen, but now at least they got to go today. Yeah, yeah, that is real. I mean, it, it's a running theme in this podcast over the last three years or whatever, which is about, like, you know, focusing what you have, focusing what you can do, focusing on the wins in the present moment rather than missing the, you know, lamenting the losses of yesterday or, you know, realizing how far you are from your goals, you know, in the future, just going, hey, look, like, you know, say physical examples, you know, my back injury going, ah, fuck, I can't run uh, or whatever, or, you know, can't do this. I'm like, well, you, you can still walk. You couldn't, like, you struggled to walk three months ago and, you know, like enjoying those things. And yes, it was going to take a while, like putting on weight, you know, saying, oh my God, I can't believe I put on uh, yeah. five kilos. That sucks. But I'm like, yeah, bro, but you also lost 35 overall since you first started or whatever, you know, those things, just learning to shape, like, learning to short circuit that that negative voice because i don't think that I, I i don't think i wish one day i'll be able to get rid of it but i don't think i will all i can do is when it happens to learn how to go yeah yeah you you, you know but that's not helping me right now instead i'm going to focus on what actually matters but 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 again i think you're i think like that the idea that the 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 actually the pandemics forced people to do that so why you know dave thornton you know friend of the show is another Who's example he? Uh, he's, um, I think he works in finance. No. Uh, <laughs> he works for Grant no, Thornton, the accounting the, the, But it's just like the idea that, you know, like um, uh, switching the negativity. So, so, and I think like for a lot of people, it's like, I'm so negative. I'm watching the news every day. Mm. I'm watching this. Oh, when is the cases going to go? Especially for people in Melbourne that after a while, even naturally or whether you don't even have the muscle to do it, you're just like, I am sick of just thinking everyday shit. Let's just flip it, right? Just just flip it. And, mm. and it's so funny because I was like, I feel like I'm not great at that. But then I've started listening to an audio book, which I think, I reckon you've probably read it. But, um, yeah, he's, yeah, he's all over. He's on Ellen and stuff. But someone recommended his audio book, uh, Think Like a Monk. Oh, yeah, Jay Shetty. Yeah. yeah. And so... 
And so, you know, like there's pros and cons about him, but he is a very charismatic man mm. and, and his audio book is, is very good. And so I've just been like, I, you know, it's going to take me forever to listen to it, but that's the thing I listen to every morning for about 10 minutes in the sauna. Once I've done my meditation, I just hit play and then I listen to uh, little snippets of him. And he's a, uh, that's a good one of uh, just replacing the negativity, like genuinely stopping, having a breath going, you know, okay, that is shit, but what can you replace it with? And actually mm. going through the process, even though at the time it feels forced like at times, but the fact that you're doing it is still a benefit. And like, I'm like you, like, will I be able to do that all the time? No, but what I have been doing the last couple of weeks is at least I'm recognizing it, mm. especially in other conversations with people going, oh, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm like, yeah, but at least they gave it a go. Yeah. Or at least, uh, you know, like, you know, like you know, another friend of mine is like, oh, they've wasted 10 years of their life. And I was like, but also look at all the things they gained in there. Like, and I just like just wanting to spin it because that negativity is not going to help anyone. Well, that's it. That's it. I, I don't, I really like what you said right at the top, which is that, uh, the acknowledging that whatever it is that you had is sucks. Like you, I think the mistake that some people can make is, ah, that's not so bad and try and like ignore it or whatever. Whereas acknowledging, yeah, that's fucked or that's shit, or I'm feeling sad or this, I'm really sad that this happened to me or this person said this to me or whatever, acknowledge it because the feeling invalidating your feeling or the immediate feeling is, is one of the worst things to do because then you're telling your brain, you can't trust what you're feeling. Instead you go like, yeah, yeah. Okay. That suck or that hurt. But you know, is it true? Does it matter? Like, you know, even if you want to go back to the Akatole about how small we are in the universe, like, how do you feel about the fact, Ben, that at some point in the future, there is one person who is the last person who remembers you, and then they die, and you will be forgotten forever? But that does, that but does not bother me at all. I find it freeing. I find it I, big, like imagine that that all these. I feel things... like that's a very ego-driven question as well. Like, no, I, I feel yeah, like... but it's help. Don't you find it help? Okay, admit. Let's be honest. You there are things that you worried about. You know how you came off in a certain situation. What this person thinks oh, of my. you. Getting approval in the work we do. Right, feeling like we need to be validated is so powerful like it's so potent like constantly oh, yeah every minute on stage every minute on stage we're desperate for someone to say yeah we still like you we still like you keep going we still like yeah. you that's by the minute as a stand-up comedian right when i stop back and think if i think about say something i'm uh cringing about say i said something inappropriate on stage or you know made a uh, you know just something and i cringe about it say from five years ago once in a while i'm like oh man who cares one day you will die and no one's going to even know who you are. You're just yeah. a fucking nothing. And I love that. Yeah, yeah no, no. I, 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 yeah, I know, I know what you mean. It's so funny because I've never really thought about it. But that might also be for the fact that in my industry, I, you know, I could turn around and say I haven't been given all the opportunities I've wanted. I've worked really hard. Some could say at my age uh, with my little profile, what are you still doing in the industry? But because I love the industry and I love being part of it, that, that, that's, what, that, that's what keeps me going. But then also it's changed because then my perspective changed when I had children because I'm like, well, you know, they're the forefront. I want to, you know, set them up so they can have a great life and have all the opportunities I have. But it's so funny. I have no sense of wanting to leave a legacy 
You know mm. what I mean? Like it's like I want to make, I want to do, I want to do stuff. I want to have good intentions. You know, be it my community or uh, be it my family. And so that's enough. But it's also made me realize that you know, for many years, and again, it's that thing where it's like. You know, how much, what is driving you? What is what what is the real incentive that you have that you know at times we're like, you know, is that my ego? You know, like like how much of that is my ego? And the one thing I've noticed is my ego was never as big as I thought it was. It's still there. Everyone has ego, but it's just your priorities change. And so therefore you don't actually listen. The ego might be the same size, but you just don't listen to it as much. And it doesn't have the same weight as it does. Yeah, I, I, I think that's really, really important to question. I think someone told me the other day, question, always keep questioning where you're getting your affirmations and approval from, because you might be able to redirect it. You might be directing in the wrong place. Like, for example, say using our world of stand-up, that we, if we become so obsessed with getting approval from random strangers uh, and doing that job really so well that we neglect you know, our loved ones who actually have cared about us before any of this happened, then you know you're 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 getting the approval the wrong way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it shouldn't come at the expense. Like it's there's nothing wrong with wanting to do your job really well, which in our case is getting, you know, the laughter from the crowd. But it doesn't it shouldn't come at the expense of alienating everyone else who actually cares about you. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Totally. Like you need to find that balance. So even Eddie Murphy, uh, I heard him talk to Oprah and he was saying that, you know, people like, oh, my God, Eddie, you know, your delirious is going to be your legacy and, um, you know, or, or come, you know, your movies are your legacy. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, he's like, my, my family is my legacy, my children, mm. they're my legacy. He's, and he said, you know, at my funeral, they're not going to play clips from SNL. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be my family and friends talking about what I meant to them, you know, and remembering that. That is, is, I think, so vital. You know what I mean? Like Eddie Murphy, could you could argue, is someone who can talk about a legacy. He changed, totally. you know, stand up like as a special, as that you know, to that blockbuster level. Think about the movies, all of that kind of stuff that right. he's done. Do and little he's too. saying, who gives a fuck about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's saying, who gives a fuck about that? Like, just, you know, focus on the family. Like, the he, for him, what matters is what, you know, he leaves behind for his family and friends. And I think that's a really vital thing to to remember in an industry that we're in where it is all about, you know, um, outside approval. Well, you know, whether it's a producer saying yes to, uh, or whether a casting director saying yes to an audition. Like, so much of what we do is approval based and needing that ego to you know get that validation and i don't and i think if it's understood and respected then you can do it use it well but if it goes unchecked then you're in trouble yeah because then you know then you run into what we yeah what egomaniacs that you see uh, that we work with sociopaths oh, you know yeah, definitely definitely so you know what i mean but the example i was just literally talking about this a couple of days ago where there's a great comedian who should we get on the podcast who's been in the industry longer than you and i put together uh, his name's jed cogley and he said to me uh years ago like you know i said uh you know i said uh you know What's the, what was the greatest achievement you've done in comedy? Like, and I remember saying this to him ages ago. He goes, oh, my greatest achievement is my four kids. And I was like, oh, wow. And I was like, he goes, yeah. He goes, it's having those children that just spurred me to keep going. And he goes, I was losing track. And then I just realized, oh, I love what I do. And I love my kids. Why can't I do the two together? And he said that that was a real perception change for him. But also, I never heard anyone talk about their family like that. Like, and I, mm. and I remember just really just going, wow, he's... <laughs> 
super proud. And like, I'm super proud of, of, of my kids, but I hadn't seen it from, from that perspective. But generally... Do you have a what what pops to mind when you think of your greatest achievement in comedy? Um, I probably at the moment that I'm I, my greatest is that I you know I've been making a living out of it for the last eight years. I think that for me at the moment is uh, sure I'd I'd love to you know you you know me I I I hustle I hustle like a mofo I don't have the biggest management my manager's very lovely but it's just you know like I you know I try. I tried my best, and Manai always said, if I was to get bitter, I'd get out of the industry because I've seen people get bitter, and I just, I just don't want to be that. And people are like, oh, but you, you've been in it for too long. You can't do it, I think. But, you know, but it's just little changes. Like, you know, my partner said, look, yeah, I, 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 I'd love for you to continue working in this industry, but whatever I want you to do is I want you to try some new things. And, and, and that's what I'm doing at the moment. Like, like at the moment now, I've got two things on the go, which is taking up all my time. And then it's just like, you know, one of them might pay off. Maybe two of them. I hope two of them don't pay off because I won't have any time to fucking think. But if one of them uh, pays off, it, it, it would be amazing. And it's just like using that other side of your brain. And I think the one thing COVID, you know, and a lot of people have, have reflected on, you know, their job or where they live, like a lot of people have moved. But I think for me at the moment, it's just like, especially after the big health scare, it's like, oh, let's try a couple of new things. And, you know, nothing's forever. And as long as you're enjoying it, like, I don't know about you, but like, yeah, I am seen for the first time in a very long time last night. And it got to 10 o'clock and I was fucking tired, like so <laughs> knackered. But then part of me was like, yeah, but this is really nice. We couldn't do this for so long. And so even though I feel so under the weather, you know what? Like, you know, at least, you know, finish up on a high. Everyone else is enjoying it. Here we go. And I think for me that's, you know, like I always find the term greatest achievement kind of hard. I put it in the same category as when someone goes, who's your best friend? Like, I, I was like... I, well, that's why I say, I think well, what pops to mind when you think of your greatest achievement. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? And your answer resonates with me as well um, because for me, it is that as well. It is the ability to live off it. Like, I have a very specific moment for me, which is November 2017 when my parents saw me headline the Comics Lounge Um uh, and to me, genuinely, and for years, um, I was there. you know, it was my, <laughs> were you there for that one? No, I don't think I you were there for that there one. You were there for the 20, no, that was 2019, uh, 2017. 2019. Yeah, okay. It was, uh, it was, uh, the first time that, uh, they saw me like a headline yeah, yeah, yeah. as a headline spot. They had seen me do an open mic in 2012. They saw me do a solo show in Sydney before that, uh, in 2017 and it was fine. It was good. But to headline was like, I remember the night so specifically, uh, sold out crowd, um, you know, Mike Goldstein emceeing, Jacques Barrett middling. So it's like they're oh, crushing big and, and, and they're, they're destroying. And I had to come after them and do 30 minutes and ended up doing, I, I still think it's the best 40 minutes I've ever performed <laughs> because, because of all those factors, the fact that they were going so well, the night was banging and I'm like, I can't, I can't be flat tonight. Like, you know, and also mom and dad in the crowd, something just took over. And I think I just went right. so hard that night that, and so for me, that I have a photo of me posing with them after after the gig, and and I seeing the the pride on their faces Jeez. was the was the thing that I realized. Oh, this is all I've been chasing. <laughs> like my parents have been really supportive, yeah. and they've they've never not like never not been had my back. But seeing that approval and pride 
happen in their face through comedy because of I, something I did in comedy was like, oh, merging of those worlds. I need parents' approval. I want to be a comedian. Fuck, we got both tonight. You know what I mean? Like it was the yeah. epitome of all my insecurities and all my neediness, kind of like everything I've like, you know, my my what I wanted was achieved. And I genuine I've said it sounds like I'm bullshitting, but for me, everything after that point has been bonus. Yeah. Has been like, oh, this is great. But I already like it's gonna come out really arrogant and I and I hope people don't see it that way. But it's I feel like I achieved more than I wanted to. Uh sorry, I achieved more uh more than I thought I was going to that night because not to get too macabre, but after my first gig, I knew that comedy is going to be all I'm ever going to do for the rest of my life. Uh, but I was shit at it. So I didn't think that it was ever going to be like, you know, uh, like I was going to be like a headline or a full-time comedian while my mom and dad were around. I'm like, I'm going to keep doing this, even if it takes 20 years, but they're probably not going to see it work out. You know what I mean? Or whatever version of workout is. Um, so the fact that it happened in 2017 was like, oh my God, it happened. And they're here and they saw it. And, you know, mom had, I think she had a, like a, like an anxiety attack or whatever, because mm-hmm. she was so overwhelmed. Yeah. She was so overwhelmed by the crowds uh, and the fact that they were lining up to take photos and stuff. Cause for her, I'm still her, you know, you know, idiot second child. And all of a sudden there's this country called Australia that we've only had a negative, like in terms of Shane Warne and Glenn McGrath yeah. and all these, these, you know, power powerhouse cricketers that all of a sudden their idiot son is in Australia. Now here, you know, commanding the attention of 400 people was so overwhelming for mom that she had to be rushed home. And I was like, I'll see you there. Please don't die. Let me, let, let me keep taking photos with my fans. So that's cute. Yeah. So for me, for me, that stands out as the greatest achievement for me, because I did not think that they were going to be around for it and seeing all that get together. And what that's helped me do is genuinely just enjoy the rest of it from now onwards. Cause it could, cause it's almost like all of this could go to shit now for me. I could go like completely, you know, hated by the industry or whatever. And I'm out and I still have that. And it can happen. It, look, it can happen in any industry, but in our industry, you can see people disappear overnight by just saying something yeah. very, you know, you can listen to every self-help book in the world, but sometimes it's just these turning points where you're just like, oh, I, you know, like I'm actually enjoying this for what it is. And I think that is one of the clear, you know, to put a spin on uh, on positive spin on COVID. It's one of the good things to have come, especially for us in Melbourne, who've, you know, been the most locked down city in the world, to be able to just go, oh, actually, I'm really grateful for the suburb I live in, or I'm really grateful that there's a creek at the end of my street that I can walk up and down. Mm. All that kind of thing mm. that you took for granted and you didn't realise that you're like, oh, no, actually, that I am really grateful that we have this and hopefully it won't be taken away from us again. But now we know that yeah. it can yeah. and so therefore we can appreciate think, it a bit more. And I think it's, it's using a negative emotion in a good way, which is that not that you're afraid of it going away so that you are in panic stations and on high alert the whole time, but you're aware that it can be taken away. So don't take it for granted while it's there. And I think that's my biggest, like, you know, to use the word fear, my biggest fear with career is, you know, being that version of someone where it gets taken away and I'm there going, oh, I didn't enjoy it while it was there and now it's gone. So for me, by reframing my, you know, the last four years of being like, oh, this has all been bonus. I have genuinely had such a great ride because I have nothing else to prove or nothing else that, sorry, I have nothing else um, that is really deep and, and, and like, 
you know, fundamental to prove to myself or anything like that. There are things I still want to achieve. Fuck, man. Oh, my God. Like, you know, I, I, I reckon I work harder now than I did back then, for sure. I still work my ass off. But it's not from a place of like, um, you know, needing to tick something off for myself or anything like that. Like, as in, if I don't, then I feel... Um, um, uh, empty or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, mom, mom and dad saw me headline. That's all I really wanted, and I got to pay rent from telling jokes. Yeah, yeah. What a fucking win! This has been. This is this is crazy because all I have to do is just remember how I felt on the first day I decided I'm going to have a crack at comedy, and realizing, fuck me, I have so far to go. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like I have, yeah. So and that it sort of really kind of ties in with Couch to Five K and all those things, which is that you know it seems like such a, a gargantuan task ahead. But if you can break it down into smaller pieces along the way, then you just focus on doing that small piece, consistently doing that one extra piece. You know what it I mean? It comes so, down to the 10,000 hours kind of thing to a degree, really. Like, you know, you just if you chip away at something, you know, you'll get better at it. And if you and if it's something you can't do, then find out the people who can do because that's what I've been learning. If there's something I can't do, form a team. Get a team on board and put stuff together. Because, like... What are you talking like, about? At the I moment don't... now... I was I was going to, just to finish off what I was saying about Culture Five K was that you know the idea of having to run Five K seemed really tough for me when I, on yeah. day one. So instead of getting overwhelmed by that and giving up, it was like no no all you have to do today is um, what was it I think like run for a minute and then walk for a minute yeah. and a half. I was like just do that do that five times or six times or whatever that's all you have to do. And then I started that in Jan 2018 and 20 months later did 42.2 yeah. kilometers yeah, it's, it's of crazy. running a marathon. So you, so whereas if you told me that on day 1 why would I you know keep keep going? So instead oh. just focus on the piecemeal that's in front of you. Why am I frozen on my yeah, own? Yeah, I know. I, was, I just said that as well. That's really weird. <laughs> yeah, so but you can still hear <laughs> yeah, me. That's really it's really funny. That's bizarre. That is yeah, so my, very um, very weird. Because it, for some it's reason, so it doesn't really look like you in that frozen bit. <laughs> I don't know why. Really? Yeah, that's me, man. That's you, that's you. Anyway, so what were you meaning by fine? If you can't do something, get a <laughs> Well, at, at the moment now, I, I'm working on a couple of things where it's just like, you know, there are certain skills I don't have. So it's just like, yeah. well, if I don't have them, who has them? And so it's that thing where it's mm. just like, oh, like, you know, just like, you know, talking to people going, hey, can you do this, this and this? And they're like, oh, yeah. I was like, well, I've only got this much money. Uh, do you want to come on board? Uh, and they're like, yeah, this sounds like a fun project. Let's do it. And in the past, I, I, I think, I don't know, I've just like, you know, another sense that, you know, life is too short, but also I've realized, you know, like, you know, all you got to do is ask. All they have to do is say no. Yeah. I think for years, yeah. I've always been afraid that people say no. And then I feel like I've asked more in the last couple of months than I ever have. Like, you know, I started doing it more, but I just think, you know, that hospital stay and, and COVID, I'm like, I'll just ask. They say no, oh, it sucks. Okay, well, then, you know, you know, move on to the next bit. What, what else can you do? And I, I like when I see people, and especially younger comics or younger people who already have that ability at the start. Oh, it's fuck, incredible, it's phenomenal. isn't it? Like, the the I, I I am I am equally scared and also motivated by how driven the younger comedians are. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm like, oh my god! I'm like overwhelmed by that drive, and there's a part of me that envies that, like you know, the hunger and that that drive that they have. But at the same time, it's also like, how awesome is that? It's so inspiring. Yeah, like, it, like let's use a class a, a specific example. That sorry to cut you off. Uh, was uh, our friend uh, Aiden Jones, who during COVID decided to set up a table outside his house <laughs> and do gigs. Uh, <laughs> Uh, gigs for people driving past. Yeah. I'm like, 
I fucking love yeah, I that. Went, I, like I, I went to visit because it's around. It's like near my house, and so I I, I would ride past, and I would just like I, I got to watch this because the the only yeah. thing I can compare that to is I don't know if I've told you this, but when I first started stand up and I did my first comedy festival show, I was working out in Werribee. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't get anyone to our show. And for like, I think it was like three afternoons after work, I would go on the train and then make an announcement and say, guys, I'm just going to tell a couple of jokes and then walk past at the end and hand out flyers. That's amazing. That's amazing. All I remember is I did a couple of times and then, you know, mixed response. But all I remember is one guy came with his wife. (laughs) And I was just like, and then for him it was just like, who's this cat? In a, uh, in a in a vest because I used to wear I, I used to wear a, a vest all the time when I went to council. Have I told you this? No. So the only reason I wore a vest was because I hated ironing. And if you wear a vest, all you got to do is iron the sleeves and the collar. Oh my god! <laughs> but you know, if you wore a jacket, you don't have to. You just have to iron the middle. Yeah, uh, yeah. You don't have to worry about but the I, sleeves. I'd try that. I would sweat. I would just get so okay. hot. Yeah, fair enough. So, um, fair enough. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, no. But I just like yeah, I, yeah. I agree. It's 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 um, the, the younger generation. You know, that a lot of them. You know, yeah. A lot of people say, you know, look at all these snowflakes. But at the same time, like man, I see a lot of driven motherfuckers <laughs> who are who really want to make the most of it. Especially now in the last two years, where the, you know a lot of them been stuck at home or online. Um, but I, I've noticed in Brunswick, the bars are open. It's packed full of people. Uh, and, uh, yeah, fingers crossed it just keeps going. That's what, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, man. Like, So tell me uh, how you're tracking with Couch to 5K speaking so of. So where are you I'm, at? So because I, I don't run in the rain. So there's some mornings where it's like it's, yeah, it says three days a week, but I'm doing three to four days a week. So when it rains, I don't. What's the, why, why don't you run I'm in the rain? I'm too scared to slip. I'm, okay, I'm just, uh, yeah. it's just not worth the injury. It's happened once before. And I'm like, you know what? Just wait until it's dry. You know, you're going to go again. And uh, yeah, no, that, that, that works. And, well. I love, I love rain runs for two reasons. Because The reason I ask the question is because I love them. Uh, and it's because a, um, it feels like it's only you and the other hardcore motherfuckers. Yeah, 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 so you yeah, feel yeah. special. You're like, yeah, we're not, we're not like, you know, we're not like the, uh, the average Joes who just pop out for a run when it's sunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, we're here, man. We're doing the work no matter what <laughs> rains, hail or shine. Yeah. I love that feeling. But the other one is uh, uh, double gains that, you know, Mickey D and I bang on about, which is that you convince your brain that if it's raining, that means you will get double points that day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because because it's almost like you're fighting against the cold and the rain and you're also getting the kilometers done. So it's like, you know, it's it's one thing to get the kilometers done when it's conditions are perfect. But if it's already if you're already up against it, then you're getting twice the amount of gains. And it, and I think I think I like about it where it's at the start, it's really hard. Because the only time I can really do it is early in the morning. So I wake up at 5.30 to be able to do it. And I turn on the sauna. I do it. I come back. I sit in the sauna, do my meditation. Let's do a bit of a cold shower outside. And then everyone wakes up. And, and it's probably one of my mm. favorite times in the day because it's about me. It's focusing on my health. It's, uh, you know, and the fact that I can do it again, I'm really appreciative. But at the start of waking up at 5.30, I really had to do that thing where I just had to, like, really – like not pet myself up, but I just did that trick where you, you, you like, you know, the alarm goes at five thirty. I don't want to get out of fucking bed. I don't want to get out. And then I'd be like, five, four, three, two, one, go. And, and yeah, that's like Bell Robbins five second rule. There's a whole book. Oh, about really? It. That's great. Uh, yeah, five second so, rule. Because no I was just like, I thought, it's like if I just count down to it, I'll just get out. 
And 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 so and then once I did that, like it was only it only took like a week, and then I'm like, oh no, I look forward to to the alarm going, and like and I'm at week four, like oh, is that, I'm in, in the middle of week four, so it's uh, a five minute uh, you know fast paced walk, then it's uh, run three minutes, then a little walk, then run five minutes, little walk, then run three minutes, then a little walk, then run five minutes, and then the cool down. So that's where I'm at. So it's mm. yeah, you know, what is it, sixteen minutes running at the moment? So I guess I'm halfway there, really. Um, but yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, and you're feeling good. Yeah, I'm feeling okay. I'm going to the myotherapist today just to, uh, you know, just to loosen up the back. I just find when I, I and I don't run fast. I jog very, very slow. Uh, but I just, mm. I just do notice on the sides of my back that it, that it's just, it's tight. And like I try to sort of stretch it in there, but there's just sometimes, especially with the back. I don't know about you, Dilly, but it's just hard to stretch certain parts. <laughs> Yeah, look, I mean, my stretching's never been my strength and it's actually been my, you know, um, um, maybe what caused the back injury in the first place because it's about the tightness around the, the spine, the muscles around the spine that gets too tight and then pushes the disc out. That's why my disc extrusion happened. But I uh, I reckon, yeah, spot on. Like it, it, if you can, you know, be as flexible as possible, everything becomes so much easier. And I've, I've started doing runs again, like I did... Uh, park yeah. run last uh, two Saturdays ago with Mickey in Adelaide. And, you know, I was aiming for 35 minutes and I got to like 25 and I was so chuffed because I'm like, shit, that's like, you know, pre-injury. Form. The knee. But like, but yeah, so yeah, it was the knee. That was the, the thing that just went, Whoa, what the fuck, dude, we haven't done this in a while. <laughs> and so the back was fine, but the knee was really painful, but I did like a hot bath with fucking uh, magnesium yeah. crystals and shit that night and applied like a, uh, you know, tiger balm type cream called Zen, I think it's called. Anyway, Brett Blake gave it to me. And um, <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna buy something off a, a, a snake oil salesman, he's the second closest thing. <laughs> well, he's gone through some pretty severe uh, oh, chronic injury and mate, has found relief. Phenomenal, so, so exactly. So I would trust his opinion. Uh, so uh, what I did is then, you know, take it easy again. I, I was like, no, let's not. We we don't need to be stupid about this. If you're in pain, go easy. And so for the next uh, week and a half, I pretty much just did body work exercises like push-ups and, 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 and things like that. And if I did squats, I was very mindful not to, you know, um, put too much impact yeah. on the knee. Cause it's the impact that's the yeah, issue, yeah, totally. right? uh, the way I'm landing. And so then I went for a run uh, two days ago, uh, 4k uh, where I'm staying, which is, Oh my God. Like uh, you, you saw the photo oh, that stunning. I sent you. That's like, that's like, I don't know, a three-minute jog to that view uh, from so where Maddie's house is. Oh, my God. It is unbelievable. And, mate, there's literally no clouds in the sky here. And, like, Melbourne is fucking having floods. And it's I'm like, freezing. It's crazy. 13 here today. So, <laughs> yeah, there there are, unfortunately, bogans and medics. And, sh- but- <laughs> and sharks. <laughs> well, I'm not running in the water. No, uh, no, this 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 uh, this town is so beautiful. And, and uh, where, where in fact, I was doing a lot of... The- it's Mandarin. Yeah, that's right. My Mandarin. friend just bought property there. So Yeah. And so one of the coolest things as well is like doing I've been busy this week with work stuff and um been like focused on the laptop and you know staring at screens. And then when I finish, go for a shower and then you just go for a walk to the beach it was like, oh my yeah. lord, what a amazing stress relief that has been as well. So um I did a little jog uh for k's on in about like 30 minutes or so just and i'm like oh knees holding up so mickey d is back in wa and i think i might go for a park run with him tomorrow uh, so listeners who are in w are listening to this 
message me on Instagram and uh, I'll figure out which park run we're going. We're probably doing, I think, maybe Kings Park or something. There's a park run maybe. Yeah, definitely but, yeah, Kings something. Park. Oh, my God, what a park. It's so stunning. Uh, views, quite hilly, that park. Um, but um, Maybe it's not that. Uh, no, Kings Park, it's the, it's the major park. It's, it's, I, reckon it's, it's, I reckon it's one of the best things in Perth, to be honest, Kings Park. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, mate, so that's a good. I reckon that's a good point to end on, Dilly. Uh, make sure you hit it up. It'd be great to see some Fitbit uh, listeners uh, from WA go for a run, especially with Mickey D there as well. Yeah, yeah you know, you t- not it's not hard to miss him because he's got a mohawk that is green. No, it looks like he looks like the prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of his uh, his heroes. Oh, but, okay. He died, didn't he? Yeah, no, he did. He did. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Uh, oh. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you, listeners. Hope you uh, have um, um, been well and um, yeah, you look after yourself. I'm mentally and physically well, looking after yourself. And also, um, for Fitbit Patreon listeners, Fitbit Patreon is like, hope you enjoyed the little Master Chef chat last week. And uh, yeah, I was still in 10 episodes <laughs> down, and he's still cooking. <laughs> no. he is still I, cooking. I, it is amazing. Uh, hence uh, why I love watching the show <laughs> just every week. I'm like, he's still there. <laughs> He's still fucking <laughs> there. Um, love yeah. it. Um, and again, again, Patreon, only $5 a month. Uh, we love you on there. We love your support to the pod. Also as well, uh, if you're new to the pod or old to the pod, recommend it to someone. And, of course, we always love those iTunes reviews. They uh, help us uh, boost us up on the ranks and get more listeners. I uh, One thing I want to finish up with our listeners is I um, – uh, well, Ben Lomas Comic on Instagram and Dilruk J on Instagram – uh, I am. I've got my other podcast, Dilruk's Mad Stacks, with uh, Ed Cavalier as well, uh, which is about financial fitness. Um, I am uh, in the process of coming up with a concept for a third podcast where it's a solo podcast, uh, and I would love the uh, regular Fitbit listeners to let me know what you think. Like based on listening to me over the last 180 episodes, what are we up to? Yeah, 180, 182. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what if I were to do a solo project, what areas would you reckon that you'd love to hear from me about? Because there's a few ideas that have been popping in my mind, you know, about where, where my interests are that I want to like zero in yeah. on. But, you know, I think my Fitbit audience that we've had, they're, they're probably, the you know, some of the more loyal people who say liked what we yeah. do. So I'd be curious to know specifically uh, from me, what would be like if I were to do a solo thing, What's something that you'd like me to delve into? What areas do you think that you would be keen to hear me uh, uh, have as a host with maybe one other guest per week or by myself or whatever it is? Totally. I'm genuinely putting it out there, doing some market research. So let me do know. It. And uh, maybe in 2022, I'll have a solo pod to go with the other two pods as well. <laughs> It'd be awesome. You can never have enough pods. That's what I say. <laughs> uh, bye. <laughs> we'll see you next week, people. Thank you, everybody. I love you all. Stay safe. Bye. I love Rick.